Hey kids, this is me, Asa Robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. We're going to open something hard, we're going to talk about some motus, we're going to share some jokes from the latest issue of uh, Reader's Digest. It's going to be a lot of fun, we're going to have a great time, but until we get to it, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that Okay, I see robot. I am on the tech 12. This is one time for your mind. The world's famous I see robots show. As we enter the center, I see robots is in Pooptronics human resources after the food cube incident at his workstation. Listen, I see robots. We can't have you brawling with your co-workers. JJ told me that you pushed him to the groan when he asked you if he could borrow some Johnny coins for a delicious food cube. How could you do something like that? He is a really sweet kid. I mean, first of all, that's not at all what happened. He asked me for some Johnny coins, sure. He did ask me for a few, but then when I told him I didn't have any, he just like straight up attacked me. I, d I don't know what's up with these food cubes, but like JJ is totally hooked, man. And he's not like... He's not like the only one I've seen with that situation going on. That is not at all possible. Food cubes are not addictive at all. Also, you need to quit saying that food cubes are gross because they are not. They are both nutritious and delicious. Do you understand? I understand that you want me to say that, but I don't think that they are either delicious and nutritious. And dude, I'm like hearing reports of dudes like straight up becoming hooked and like attacking people all over the place. It's not only happening here. I hear it happening like all over the place, so I'm not I'm not gonna quit saying they suck because they do in fact suck. No, you suck and your podcast sucks. Food cubes are amazing and I need for you to tell me that they are amazing right now. Say it into this tape recorder and you can go back to work. I will not. I will not say that they're amazing into that tape recorder because they are not amazing. They suck. They're gross, and I think that they're turning people into zombies. So please just uh tell JJ that I'm really sorry I pushed him I didn't mean to but just uh, let me go back to work I have a lot of things to do and this is this is, this is I don't know I just I'm really behind on the vents I am going to make a note in your file that you refuse to say you love food cubes and that you are violent is that what you want I will do it don't test me I'm not trying to test anyone I just uh this, this is crazy man I, I have I have work to do back in my department and Derek will get on my back if I don't get my vent quota clean. I mean, isn't that what's important here? Getting the work done? I, I have to go. Excuse me. Your disloyalty to the cubes is noted. You will regret this. I already do. I regret all of this. Good day, sir. Now let's return to Earth. open a pack of weird trading cards. These days, everyone's going back to the future, where people are looking at the world through very different glasses. Now bring part of Back to the Future back with you. Drop by any Pizza Hut restaurant and get a pair of futuristic solar shades inspired by the movie Back to the Future Part 2. Only $1.99 with any Pizza Hut pizza. Collect a different pair each week while supplies last. 
solar shades from Pizza Hut. They're going. Those glasses that they're offering in that commercial are wacky. Imagine like one side is circular and like the other side is a triangle. You know those like those stereo um typical glasses, sunglasses you think back in the 80s, you know, like one side is yellow, one side is red, one side is pointy. One side is a circle, that kind kind of thing. I, w I would rock those. If I could find those, I wear, I wear prescription sunnies, and if I could find those with, like, prescription lenses, I'm, I, I might very well rock those. But I, I think it might be hard to wear a cap when you have, like, uh, triangular sunglasses pointing up. But but at any rate, I, I didn't see Back to the Future when it came out in the movie theaters. My family wasn't giantly big into going to the movies and stuff. We did see a few things at the cinema every once in a while, but we didn't go, like, all the time. And Back to the Future was one of those that I missed, but it played on HBO. We've always... We've always had, like, an HBO subscription and stuff at the house, and I, I've seen Back to the Future, like, a million billion times, and I gotta say that, like, in, in, in my opinion, it's like, it's like a perfect film. It's really great. Back to the Future 1 is just amazing. It's just a great film. Prime Michael J. Fox. Everything about it is in order. And then Back to the Future 2, which we're gonna be looking at in the form of trading cards in a second, is also fantastic. Back to the Future 3... It's fine. It's good. I would say that, like, out of a possible 15 mics for the three movies, I'd probably give them, like, a combined, like, 13 mics. Like, two five-micers and a three-micer. But that's that's all conjecture. I'm not really, like, looking at it fully right now. But they're, they're like, fantastic films, man. I, I love me some Back to the Future. I'm not obsessed. I'm not, uh... I'm not, uh, the time, uh, splitter. But I, I do, I do, I do love them. I think they're great. Let's... Let's take a look at these cards. These are Back to the Future 2 cards, not Back to the Future 1. They didn't come out with Back to the Future 1. So these are these are going to be like the official first rookie cards of a lot of these characters. Now, I'm looking at the checklist here on uh, tradingcarddatabase.com and it my opinion again, my opinion, I think the crown jewel of this set is card number 2, which is called Onward to the Future and it has a pick of a Marty McFly, Emmett Brown, and uh, Marty's girlfriend Jennifer, ably played by the great Elizabeth Shue. But um, there isn't, like, one that says, for example, introducing Marty McFly, introducing Doc Brown. Those are the cards I like the most. These are all just cards showing, like, scenes from the movies and stuff. And this is, this is the very first one that you see those characters there. Let me, um... Let me open up the pack right here. I can hear that the gum is all crumbled up. So let me uh, let me pour that out onto the desk. This gum shattered. I think that like I think that if I was back in Johnny Jail, referencing uh, the Toys R Us report episode two hundred, if I was back in Johnny Jail, you could use one of these to stab somebody. These these are some dangerous shards. Let me uh, wrap up the wrapper. I like to keep the wrappers. The art on this is really great. It has a picture of the DeLorean busting through what looks to be like a pocket watch that illustrates time. It says hit movie up in the corner. Nine movie cards, one sticker, one stick of bubble gum. And at the time, these retailed at 50 cents by tops. It's, uh, half of these cards are facing one way, half are facing the other way. Let me... Let me get these all in order. The first card we have here is card number 75, Western Union Delivers, which is a picture of uh, somebody handing Marty McFly a letter in the rain. Then we have card number 69, which is seeing double, and it says, before he's able to get away from Biff, Marty is knocked out by his older self. Imagine having to fight your older self. Then we have number 84, and that is a picture of the retrofitted Ford prototype with aerodynamic skirts 
and a turbocharged engine. That's kind of cool. Crazy, crazy car, kind of ugly. It's pink and white, which is, which is cool. Then we have car number 77, which shows Marty's original escape. Then here is the sticker. This is sticker number six out of a possible 11. It has a picture of Marty McFly played by the great Michael J. Fox inside of a uh, pocket watch. This is a good one. This is card number 88. This is the last card in the set, and it says, The End for Now, and it shows Marty, Doc, and a dog standing by the DeLorean in front of the famous clock tower, waving to the camera. That is a good one. I do like that. Then we have uh, number 46, and it says, Everything is different. Marty discovers, much to his dismay, that something is horribly wrong in Hill Valley since he and Doc Brown return from the future. The town's environment is certainly new, although it's anything but improved. You have a picture of a... Uh, how everything looks whack in the future. Which, if you lived in the past, you would know that when you come to the future, everything is, in fact, whack. Then we have card number seven, which is a peek into the future, very similar to the previous card we just saw. It says, Marty, a gog at his hometown of the future has trouble figuring out how to tie his 2015-style shoes. I I really like those, uh, those shoes, and I thought it was cool when they came out with, like, a real-life version of those a few years back, but, like... Your guy does like shoes. I'm not what you would call a sneakerhead. I wear a Sockanese and I wear Asics. I like Asic Tigers. I think those are great. I prefer like small little shoes that make my uh, feet look small. And these these Marty McFlies are massive. But I did think that they were pretty cool. I, I think that they go for like thousands of bucks. You've got mail. Nowadays. Let's hop onto the online. I already have it booted up. Let's hop onto the online and see what these... uh. Marty McFly shoes go for. Marty McFly shoes. That's what we're going to type in here. I'm going to see what pops up. They go, let's see, Back to the Future cosplay. You can get like cosplay versions and those are um, not official uh, shoes, but they, they go for like 99 bucks. I'm looking for the like official, here's some Universal Studios licensed Back to the Future Marty McFly's 239. I guess they're not as expensive as I thought. Maybe they... Maybe they weren't, like, as limited as I imagined. In my mind, they were, like, limited to, like, a like a few different versions. I booted up to see what's, like, the most expensive. We're going to we're gonna sort these from shipping highest. And there is, um... The actual most expensive Marty McFly shoes are these 1983 size 10. They're red and they're white. And they're the actual factual, like, style that Marty's wearing in the movies, not so much like the futuristic style, but it looks like the uh, the official Marty McFly licensed shoes with like the self-strapping uh, things are like 250, which is more than I want to spend on shoes, but it's not like, it's not like out of the realm, but oh, these uh, Nike Bruins, these thousand dollar shoes if you want to buy those. Being a sneakerhead's an expensive hobby, but I, I dig it. Then we have card number 55, which is Mad Murderous Biff, and we see Biff being all crazy. This is like future old Biff compared to a picture of like young Biff. Let's see what um let's see what the first appearance of Biff is on here. I'm kind of curious. What is there's Griff. We see the uh the other Biff. Let's see. Go down to the card number 55. Mad murderous Biff. I'm thinking it's probably card number 53. Is probably the actual factual. No. That's a picture of Biff on the newspaper. This might be the Biff rookie card, number 55. I'm gonna go ahead and say that it is, in fact, the Biff rookie card, because I don't see any cards here before that that has Biff on it. But it's not, like, that awesome of a card, because it's, like, super old Biff, but still, 
we'll sit that one aside. It's probably like a very viable card. Then we have card number, um, you know what? I was totally wrong. Here's card number 35, which is Biff sneaking into the card. And you can see a much younger Biff. Let's skip through here and see if there's any previous Biffs. Here's his family. Here's this. Here's this. Here's card number 29. That has a Biff. It, it, what we're finding out here is that your guy... Your guy, Icy Robots, does not know what he's talking about in anything, in any regard. I'm, I'm a dum-dum, dude. I'm a dullard. So just take anything that I say on any subject with, like, a certain degree of uh, dumbness on my part. But nah, these cards are okay. I guess my favorite one is probably the sticker. I might stick that one on my uh, on my Trapper Keeper. Card number 84, this card, car of the future, is kind of fun. We didn't get the card we wanted, but... Previously, we've been hitting so many licks. We got that Jennifer Conley card we wanted. We got that Sigourney Weaver card we wanted. That you can't, you can't get everything in life. As much as you might want to have everything, you can't. And that's, that's what kind of makes life fun. The fact that you just can't have everything you want. Because if you could, where would you get the enjoyment of getting things? You know what I mean? It's like if you just go out and you buy something, it's not as enjoyable as if you uh, have to earn and scrape and fight and struggle to get it. And we're still going to be scraping. We're still going to be fighting to get our hands on that Marty McFly rookie card. Not really, but uh, we'll be back next week. We'll open another pack of cards, and hopefully we'll do a little better on that. Until that time comes, let's, uh, let's move forward in the shizzo. <laughs> this week in Japanese League Baseball. With the NBL currently on a hiatus, we're going to take a look at the National Japanese High School Baseball Championships. Two teams have bowed out of the National Championships this past week due to coronavirus infections among their members. The organizers have said they've accepted requests to leave the tournament from Miyazaki Commercial High School from the Miyazaki Prefecture in southwestern Japan and the Tohuyoku Gaiken Senior High School from the Miyagi Prefecture, which is in northeastern Japan. At Miyazaki Commercial, a group infection occurred as 13 people, including players and coaches, have tested positive for the coronavirus. Toyoku Gaiken offered to quit the tournament, saying that the infected students in close context might infect others if they continue to compete. We here at Icy Robots Radio will be monitoring the situation and will keep you abreast as the situation changes. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. There is only one man who can strike fear in the hearts of the mutants. Only one man with the power to seize control of the Tri-Solar Galaxy. No matter what it takes. Only the most powerful man in the universe. E-Man. This is the Mo2 Minute with the man who sold Kaldor the acid that burnt off his face. I see robots. Yeah, that's me. That's that guy who sold that acid to Keldor and that dork dropped it on his face and he turned into Skeletor. What a what a fate to go through life with a um with a skeleton head when you used to have like a handsome blue head with a little with a little Van Dyke and such. I I haven't acquired any fun new uh motus this past week, but I do still have one that I haven't uh hold on, I'm reaching away from the microphone and I apologize. I'm such I'm such an amateur. You know, I have I have dreams of like I have dreams of, like, someday being on the radio and talking to you guys in a professional environment. And, and here I am, like, being an amateur, never being prepared, still having my stuff, like, lying all about the room and whatever. But I I still have one from, um, this was actually, like, my Father's Day haul. And it's been sitting around my office. And I, I don't know, I, I save things to open up until I'm, until I'm, like, down in the dumps. And 
down in the dumps is the most accurate way to describe how I uh, how I feel right now. But don't worry, man. I'm pulling through. I'm doing my best. I think when you're down in the dumps, I think when you're down, the best thing you can do is do your best to just keep doing your day-to-day stuff, keep doing your life, and eventually, eventually you'll come out the other side of that tunnel. But that, as right now, I'm still in the tunnel. But uh, irregardless, you know, irregardless, don't worry about me. I'm not simping. I'm not doing anything like that. Hold on. I'm still... Uh, I'm still trying to get this figure right here, but what I have in my hand is a Buzzsaw Hordak. I actually, factually, got this one on Father's Day weekend at the Ronard Park Target, which I don't like, I don't hit up as much as I should. It's over by, uh, by the movie theater over there. I think it is by the movie theater. It's, it's, it's in that, it's in that vicinity, and I don't go over there as much as I should, because when I do, I usually, like... I usually find something. I don't think that one gets hit up by the toy pickers as much as the ones here in Santa Rosa do. But I, I don't know, man. I'm too lazy to drive over there. But I got this Buzzsaw Hordak, who is the ruthless leader with the blaster blade. Hordak, I think, is from the uh, She-Ra cartoons, if I recall correctly. He was like the major bad in She-Ra. But then he like eventually moved over into the He-Man universe. I do... I do have a vintage Hordak, but he doesn't have his armor. So when I saw this one, I was... I was pretty excited to update. He is one of the, um, one of the more, uh, what do you call it? Deluxe. That's the word I'm looking for. He's one of the more deluxe figures because he has, like, an extra head and he has all kinds of stuff. Let's open the blade. Shout out to Arthur Fondarelli, our, our guy. I wanna, I like to keep the cards for these because I think the card art is attractive. I never know what to do with it, but I wanna, I wanna see if I can slide this around here and maybe get my finger in there. Let me sit the blade aside. I, I failed. We're just gonna, we're just gonna bust into this. What are you gonna do, man? We don't need a, we don't need a Hordak card. Let's just, let's just rip it to shreds and get inside. This one really did come apart. What's on the back? What's on the back of this card? You got Castle Skull. you got a Wind Raider, Battle Armor He-Man, Battle Armor Skeletor, and Buzzsaw Hordak. These are the, um, these are the deluxe ones from this set. You know, I do... I do actually want the new Castle Grayskull. I have the old Castle Grayskull, but I would like I would like getting the new updated one with like all the accessories in it and stuff. Because my Castle Grayskull has some of the accessories, but not all. And it would be cool to just have an extra one that I could like use for different things, for like like photo ops and stuff. Let's um let's pull Hordak out of here. Is he on a double he's on a double tray? Let's get the tray here. We'll sit this over here. We're gonna have to get I think we're gonna have to get the Vidal Sassoon brand scissors here to snip him, snip him out of his card. Let's, uh, there's one band on his arm. Let's get underneath this one. It's hard to get underneath these. Snip. Are there any on his legs? Yeah, they're on his feet too. He's in here pretty securely, really, and I, I don't like the crinkling, and I apologize for the cranks, but it's like, that's what you get when you're listening to a Bush League amateur show like this. Snip. Would you guys prefer if I just open these ahead of time? Or do you want to hear my actual factual like reactions while I open it up? But at, at, at any rate, we got him. We got him off. I'll throw that in there and I'll, I'll pick it out later and put it in the recycling, which I do do. I'm very good about recycling. You can uh, trust me on that. Unlike some of you guys out there, I see you drinking your Monster Energy drinks and just chucking them in the street. Disgraceful. But I got... I got good old Hordak out. I got him right here. Let's stand him right here. Very cool. He has a cape, and um, he's pretty good. I like... I do really like these new Motus. They have so much more articulation than the old ones. And let's see. He comes with a spare hand, and here's his weapon. Our guy has a crossbow, and here's the little blades. Let's pull these blades out. Blade, blade. And then we'll also take his head. He has a spare head that's smiling. One that's scowling. 
one that's smiling. Much like myself, except the one that's smiling is more just like a taciturn, blank look into space. I saw that there were some instructions along with this. Let's, uh, let's get those out here. Let's see, there's various removable parts. You can, um, how do you open him up? I think you pull on his cape. Is that what you do? No, you don't pull on his cape. It says click, push, click buzzsaw into place. But how do you open it up? That was his head coming off. I, I swear you push on the cape. You push on the cape. Do you pull on the cape maybe to pull it up? Oh, now his body came apart. I kind of like how these are modular. You can like, if you want to, you can take them apart and like put them back into different shapes. Oh, it just pops. It just pops open. There's no, there's no little action involved. No trigger mechanism. Then you put the blade inside and you push down on the lever in his back and it will launch the blade out. Let's see. Does this go in there? Click it all the way in. Now it's fully in place. And then you push the cape down and it shoots out. It actually shoots pretty far. I shot it into my hand from um, a very close distance and I could feel a little bit of pressure. It clicks in, then his cape kind of moves showing that it's uh, locked in place. Then you push down and it shoots out. Very, very cool. I like it that there's two of them. I think that's good. In case you lose one, you're a dumb kid, which I always was and I would lose everything. I still as an adult lose everything as far as toy related stuff, but I, I dig him, man. Let's see what he looks like with his other head. Let's put that one on there and see what he looks like. Oh, he's smiling. He looks so happy. He looks like uh, he looks like he just hit man at arms in the face with a blade. Let's uh, let's give him his weapon. Let's put that on here. His arms come off. His legs come off, and he also has a removable head. But I, I I like him. I think he's pretty uh. Here he goes. He's holding his crossbow. Let's let's shut it. He's totally smiling. He's like, I am so happy. I am so happy today. I'm the evil leader of the horde. I got a I got a buzz saw in my chest. I wonder how that works like as far as his uh his physiology. You know, he has a saw in his chest that pops out. Where are his organs? I don't know. What's what's the origin of Hordak? Where did this guy come from? Hordak is a fictional character in the Masters of the Universe franchise. He is the leader of the Evil Horde, an army of savage warriors, most of whom wear a red bat symbol on their chests to convey their allegiance. He is the former mentor of Skeletor, one of the franchise's main villains. According to most story media, Skeletor betrayed Hordak and trapped him in another dimension before beginning his own conquest of the planet Eternia. Hordak then returned with a vengeance to take over Eternia for himself. What else is going on? I've been working on more of those custom AWA Rimcos that I was talking about a few weeks ago. I made some Road Warriors. I told you I took some some accessories off various figures. I made some like Road Warriors kit bash kind of ones. But I, I also made one with Abdullah the Butcher. And I think this one came out a lot better. Abdullah is like, he's like this famous wrestler, legendary wrestler, bloody, violent horrible guy with like scars on his head and he would stab guys with forks. He feuded with uh, Bruiser Brody all over the Caribbean, all over Japan, all over the United States. Very, very famous wrestler, but I, I have him as uh, an AWA version figure from Rimco and these are on the same scale as the Motus. And what I did with him is I, I bought some Skeletor armor online, some of the new Skeletor armor, so it's a little more pliable, and I cut off the sides. I cut off the little wings on the side, and then my wife, my wife has all kinds of like crafty stuff. She's into that kind of thing. She painted it. She painted it red, and she added some like white details along the bones and stuff, and I put those on him. Then I took some spare Beast Man uh, shoulder pieces that I had lying around, and I put those on, and then... 
the coup de gras of the whole thing, I found a fork. My wife had a big Barbie, like, barbecue fork, like an oversized barbecue fork that Abdullah now uses as his weapon. If you follow wrestling at all, you know that Abdullah the Butcher is very famous for stabbing people in the forehead with a fork. And now... His Motu version can do the same thing. Hop on over to icrobots.com. There should be a picture of him up. Either like, either like today or tomorrow. These episodes typically come out on Wednesday. So maybe check like Thursday and Friday and I'll, I'll have a picture up there. I want to wait till the episode comes out before posting the picture. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. But that'll be there. icrobots.com. I-S-E-E. Robots.kizom. I've been posting a lot there lately. Posting things I scanned, pictures I took, things like that. So I would appreciate that if you'd hop over there and peek. It's a lot of fun. Lots of cool things. Oh, let's see. Uh, oh man. Up next, we got a, we got a paid advertisement by, uh, Pooptronics Food Cubes, which, you know, I'm not a giant fan of. But if more of you guys would join the Patreon at supportthereport.com, I wouldn't have to take these ads to keep the show on the air, so... Think about that if you want me to be free of all kind of pooptronics tomfoolery, please. Join up, supportthereport.com for as little as a dollar a month. You can help keep the show on the air. Uh, I guess, uh, here we go, paid advertisement for food cubes. And now a paid advertisement for pooptronics food cubes. What is better than a gray-flavored food cube? What? A Jimmy Dean sausage-flavored one. That's what. Jimmy Bean. All of the food cube stuff in the greasy taste of sausage by Jimmy Bean. Cubes and sausage flavoring only from the mind of Jimmy Bean. That sounds amazing. Thank you, Pooptronics and Jimmy Bean. Next time you go to the market, ask for food cubes flavored like greasy low-grade sausage. Only from Pooptronics and of course. Jimmy Bean. The future of food is cubed. Pooptronics foods. And now, some jokes from this month's Reader's Digest magazine. During a drive through farm country, my mother spotted a large sign that made her shake her head. Orchard for sale. Well, that's dumb, she said. Why do you say that, I asked. Who's going to want to transplant all those trees? (laughs) The children at the Catholic elementary school lined up for lunch. At the head of the table was a large tray of apples on which one of the nuns had posted this note. Take only one. God is watching. At the end of the table was a large tray of cookies on which one of the children posted this note. Take all you want. God is only watching the apples. (laughs) One of our jet fighters crashed in a sandstorm outside Palms Marine Base in California. Thankfully, no one was injured. I was assigned to help clean up the site by bagging the debris. My greatest challenge was simply getting the plastic bags opened amid all the wind. But our sergeant major offered me this advice. Tuttle, he said, the trick is, you have to be smarter than the bag. (laughs) I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've forgotten what it's like to lose. You are listening to World's Famous. So pick up a pen, cop a squat, and take notes a rapper suffered from bleeding, sprains, and slit throats.
that, uh, that's pretty bleak, man. I hope that you guys don't have, uh, brains, bleeders, and slit throats. Those all sound like, uh, pretty, pretty bad situations. I, I myself, I, I gotta admit, I'm still, uh, I'm still simping. I'm still on the simping tip. I haven't, like, fully come around as far as, like, being emotionally strong. I, I also have to admit that, um, I'm, I, I've been on the verge of, like, of, like, going out and walking the earth many times now. I'll, I'll grab my bow staff. I'll grab my satchel, I'll put in some beef jerky, some peanuts, some raisins and things, and I'll, I'll get ready to head out in, in, into the woods, never to be seen again. But then I, I manage to come back. I pull myself back into reality and instead go for, like, maybe, like, more brief forays out into the woods, and I, ha I have been doing so. I find, I find the woods to be, like, very, uh, very therapeutic, very, very healing. Just, like, getting away from all the noise, all the hustle, all the bustle, all, all these things. They're really, they're really useful when you're, when your brain is about to, uh, crack open. I... I recommend that you guys do this. I also recommend a, a strong regiment of exercise. I find that, like, the stronger my body gets, the stronger my mind gets. And, and just going down to the uh, to the gymnasium and doing some hanging and clanging has really been, like, very uh, therapeutic for me. And I I think that it would be, too. So so definitely give it a shot. I, I think we're running up on it. We're, we're right about near the end of the show. I wasn't able to get to the flea market finds of this week. But um, it was kind of... It was kind of, um, slim pickings. We did find some fun stuff, but I'll, I'll try to get into that next week. I'll sit all that aside. Next week we'll have maybe like a more fun, more exciting, uh, version of flea market finds. I, I don't know, man. Sometimes you really hit a big, sometimes you're like, uh, out there panning for gold and you find the nugget. Sometimes you're, you're out there panning for gold and all you find is, uh, pyrite. When I, when I was younger, man, I, I thought like pyrite was like the coolest thing in the world. That's, uh... That's also known as AKA Fool's Gold. And I, I thought that like that was just like the neatest thing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of gift shops and things around like state parks and various attractions here in California are kind of based around the idea of gold panning and stuff. They'll have like little bowls of pyrite and things that you can bring home. And I just thought that, that was like way cool. I realize it's nowhere near as valuable as gold, but I would always always in my mind it was like toy gold. You know what I mean? Just really fun. My my Playmobil, uh, Union soldiers and stuff would always, always have some pyrite. Let's, uh, let's see what else is going on. Why don't we pull our animal card of the week and see what, um, see what, uh, see what Steve Farmer's messages from the spirit guide animal cards. I'm, I'm out of it, man. I'm losing. I'm a little hungry right now. I've been dieting pretty hard, trying to get the weight down, trying to get the fitness up. And there's like... There are, like, these periods in between meals where, like, my brain is so scattershot. And we are, we are in one of those areas now. Let's pull the, um, the top card here. And the card we have this week is the power of the tortoise. And the power of the tortoise said, you're too fragmented. So do whatever it takes to get grounded. That is definitely something that I feel like we all fall victims to. Sometimes, like... Sometimes, like, the, the ways of the world are, like, pulling us all in different directions. You got, like, you got, like, your family needs pulling one arm this way. Your work needs pulling one way. Your, like, your desire to get some hobbies and recreation pulling one way. And then you got, like, responsibilities of the pets. You know, you got to walk your dog. You got to feed your cat. You got to do these things. And they're all just, like, they're all pulling you in different directions. And it's just, sometimes you got to just, like, push these all aside. You just got to push everything aside. Do your best to just get yourself in order. I remember... I remember hearing somewhere when you're on an airplane, if if it's if it starts to go down and they drop those oxygen masks toward you, you gotta 
you got to put your mask on first before you put your children's masks on because if you go out, if you pass out, you can't help them and then they will pass out. So remember, do like the tortoise. Take care of yourself first when things get hard because if you can't help yourself, if you're not there, if you're not able to be there, you're of no use to anybody. So pull those fragments all back together. Be like when Spider-Man in uh, Infinity Gauntlet's like blown to bits. Do the opposite of that and pull yourself back. Pull your bits all back in this week. It's very, very important to keep your bits all together along with your kibbles. So until we meet again, until next time, until next week, this is me, Icy Robots, doing my best to pull my kibbles back together. Sending a shout out for everybody here in the world. Until we meet again, avoid those feud cubes, uh, be a good guy, be a good person. Go pick up some litter, dude, that's very important. We need more trash busters in the world. Uh, I don't know. Have a good one, man. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Alright, um, and bring in the organs. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack Now look at you, you sit and stand, bite your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack Yo, Slick, blow. That's right. Yeah, I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.